0: Walsh has got it, twigging around, gee the tackle was a little high, with win by four. McComb not quite, gone hopeful, now Jamar Ugelhagen kicks it long, it's got a lot of carry, that's something extraordinary, it's a high five from Jamari glory.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the second edition of the In The Stand show. I'm Alex Yockenor, your host, and let's get into all the latest trade news of the second week of the AFL trades, some A-League news, and a special interview with former Western United player Oscar Dillon. The first trade of the second week was Toby Bedford joining the Giants. In return, Melbourne will receive pick 44. Bedford has found most of his career on the AFL sidelines playing in Many VFL games for the Casey Demons. He's only played 18 AFL games in three years, finding most of of his games this year. In an interview, Bedford said he just wanted to play, so he headed to the Giants. And although the Giants are looking to start a rebuild under Kingsley this year, it will help them progress in the long run, but also progress Toby Bedford's career as he's going to get minutes and he's going to develop as a player. So it's going to help him and it's going to help the club. Highly rumoured Luke Jackson moves back home. Jackson moves back home to Frio for the 2023 season. Luke Jackson has already achieved so much in his small career, such as winning a premiership and beca- and he became a proved Ruckman in the AFL. Melbourne will receive a first round pick and a future first round pick in this deal as well. But Melbourne lose a key player in Jackson as he provides as a Ruckman when Max Gorn goes forward and he can also provide as a forward. But, um... In return, these two, fi- these two picks can definitely help Melbourne bring in young talent as it's probably something that they're lacking a little bit. They've got young players, but they just can't get minutes as look, they're just a stacked team. So bringing in young talent is definitely going to help them. Um, this, can definitely, this deal can definitely pursue Luke Jackson's career even further. This can definitely help the Dockers push far into the 2023 season. So overall, this is a great trade. Next, Will Setterfield becomes a bomber. The number five pick in the, AF, in the 2016 AFL draft, Will Setterfield moves to the Essendon Bombers with Carlton receiving a future fourth round pick in return. The number five pick has moved three clubs in a short amount of time, moving from his drafted team, the Giants, back home to Carlton, then now to the Bombers. He obviously hasn't found a permanent home yet and has moved many times, so hopefully he can continue his footy journey and develop as a player under newly appointed Brad Scott. So, this deal could definitely help them, help the club, and also help Setterfield as a player finding a permanent home and developing his career and pursuing more. Gold Coast lose a star. Adelaide have got a hold of Gold Coast star Isaac Rankin. Gold Coast will receive pick five in return alongside future picks. This deal could definitely help the Crows potentially push into the finals as they haven't reached this in a couple of years. He can de- definitely help Adelaide's midfield as it's something that they're working on and due to the uh, 2018 pre-season massacre, they've lost a lot of players and players like Isaac Rankin is definitely going to help them move and progress hopefully into the finals after a couple not great years but um, this deal is definitely going to help them. It's something they been- need to work on and it's going to be a good trade but it's going to take a big hit to Gold Coast. I mean, Isaac Rankin's a key player. He's uh, got all the qualities in a midfield midfielder that you want. So losing teams not the greatest. And for Gold Coast, if, you, if they want to make the finals in a, this year or the next year, they're going to have to keep key players like this and also bring in key ones like they already have, like Thomas Berry and Ben Long. But losing Zach Rankin can take a big hit to them. But Adelaide benefit from this. So overall, good pickup for Adelaide. Last year's number 1 pick head heads home. Jason Horn Francis has head, headed back home to Adelaide to play for the Port Adelaide Power in this deal North receive a future first round pick and a third round pick in return. This deal takes a big hit to North as not only is Horn Francis a great player but he holds significant value. He's a first, he's a first pick in AFL draft, he's a key midfielder but falling out with a team like not doing ice baths and attitude issues um has been stopping this but also north not winning many games has also led to his decision to go back home but north are all over the place um at the could lo- could lose Alistair clarkson um newly appointed coach due to the brisbane racism saga but uh this deal could definitely help horn francis improve as a player it could help paul get into the finals which is something that uh they were expected to do last year, but they couldn't. Um, I'm not sure how, actually. They, they've they got the list. They've got everything for it. They just couldn't get a win, especially at the starting season. They were 0-5, I believe. So um, having that is not going to help them, uh, sh- didn't help them throughout the year. But Horton francis could definitely boost their midfield and could push them into that finals, finals uh, area. Another pick up for Port Adelaide, Junior Rioli heads south, leaves the West Coast Eagles and joins Port Adelaide to boost their team and this could again push them into the finals. West Coast receive a first round pick and other future picks in return after West Coast's terrible season starting with a COVID saga, losing a lot of plays, first four weeks dropping easy points to teams like North and they got a win over my prize but it couldn't get them over the line and... Uh, they came second last in the end. But um, they, they've lost a lot of players. They've lost vital players like Josh Kennedy and Josh Radin who have retired. But Junior Rioli, and they've lost an opportunity to get a great player and a star like Luke Jackson. It's not, gonna, it's not looking good for them. But they've brought in Ed Langdon, which could help, but I'm not sure if it's going to very much benefit them. But um, it's a good deal for Port Adelaide because it's going to boost their attack. And it, this, this deal could definitely see them go very far in the 2023 season. Billy Frampton heads to the Pies. In return, Adelaide receive a future third-round pick. He provides a lot of height for the Pies, and this is something that we've been lacking in big games like the qualifying final against teams like Geelong. A ball goes into the 50, and we don't have that height. We've got forwards like Jamie Elliott, Jackie Inovan, Bo McCrory, who don't have that height, and we're relying on Brodie Meyer and a rotation between Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron to take those key intercept marks and, and kick those goals. Um, but he's going to back up Brodie Grundy because as he's left, uh, the 202 centimetre backman will not only help in the back line, but he's going to help in the ruck. So this rumour was speculating for weeks upon weeks. Nothing happened. It was speculated that he would do a straight swap with Adelaide for Caleb Poulter, who hasn't been getting any minutes for the Pies. Um, but this didn't happen, so not sure what's going to happen to Caleb B- Poulter, but Billy Frampton heads to the Pies. It's going to it's going to help them out a lot, and it could make them one of the tallest sides this year, as I've got the likes of Dan McStay and Brody Meyercheck, and that back line's pretty much stacked for us now, so it's going to help us potentially get to that grand final this year, which could be great, and um, hopefully we win a premiership, but it's a steal as well. Um, if we been lacking a lot of hide and we're getting him for basically nothing so overall it's a great deal for the pies aaron francis joins sydney francis leaves the bombers to head to a, C- a strong sydney side that lost the grand final this year they copped it from geelong and uh didn't provide a lot of spirit and uh they just did, weren't good on the day um looked like they played the grand final the week before against the pies but in return essen essen didn't get a second round pick and a future fourth round pick in return this introducement could provide a lot of versatility for the runners up this also helps them in the back line and it's a great trade for the swans but the bombers lose a key defender and going into a rebuild like this under brad scott you don't want to be losing players like them because they're going to be vital for your um, improvement in the season and try and progress higher in the ladder so Overall, a good trade for Sydney, but not the best trade for Essendon. Sam Wiedemann joins the Essendon Bombers. Wiedemann leaves the D's with Melbourne getting a second-round pick in return. But Essendon also get a third and fourth-round pick. He leaves the D's looking for more game time as he became a player playing a lot in Melbourne's Vf- VFL side, the Casey Demons. He won a premiership with them, but he found most of his time as a ruckman. He didn't play in his preferred... Uh, Um, Key forward position Coming off centre-half forward Or full forward And uh, He was speculated To go to the Pies last year As we needed At the tall forward Nothing happened there But Now under Brad Scott He adds height He could He can provide As a backup For Sam Draper If he wants to go forward He can go in the ruck But he's Up forward Him and Peter Wright Are going to look great together Up front Taking big marks And It's going to help them out As a team And Progress them up the ladder Again it's tra- a great trade for Essendon and Sam Wiedemann as he can continue his career and develop into a better player and he's getting more game time and he should get more game time and it's going to help him out pursue his journey as a player. Lockie Hunter becomes a demon. Lockie Hunter moves to the Melbourne Demons while Western Bulldogs receive a future third round selection. Hunter was a part of a great Doggies midfield that dominated in the 2021 season but last year didn't go the way they wanted to. They were supposed to be a big threat to the competition but only just sneaked into the finals after a big result from Collingwood. I think this change-up will help Hunter as a player and help him progress at the Demons. Thank you for listening to the In The Stand show. I'll catch you after the break.
0: Oi, 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 oi. I-G-A, oi. it's oi. shopping
2: nights. Nice. I G A, where the price O-y. is right. O-y. Seaford North I G A for your groceries and liquor. I G A Express, O-y. there's nothing O-y. quicker.
0: If you're down your Carrowmore, just, just call go. Mitchell Tall. Or I'm in Patterson in Lakes. Lace. just call Mitchell Tall. Tall. Anywhere Bayside. Just call Mitchell
2: Tall, buy a a house. house, just call Mitchell Tall, Mitchell tall, tall, Tall Real Estate, oh yeah, real
0: little, little real, estate.
1: real estate, we want more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've done it, one take!
1: Come on Freddy's, Freddy's. Kit Kit kitchen in station street, for a, a coffee. coffee.
0: And something nice to eat. Yeah, the the pizzas pizzas are are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's. Caram. Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, on, down at Freddy's Freddy's now. Come come on, on, come on, come on, down down at Freddy's now. (laughs) It's
1: a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. Welcome back to the In The Stands show. We are looking at more trades in the A-League season round one. Dunkley becomes a Lion. Josh Dunkley moves to the Brisbane Lions. Along with Dunkley, the Lions receive two future third-round selections. The Doggies get a future first, second and fourth-round pick along with a second-round selection in this year's draft. Dunkley had a great season, Had has had great seasons in the past as well. Um, but speculations about him moving for the past couple of years um, and wanting to be out of the Doggies has hurt him. So the deal's not getting over the the many deals weren't getting over the line but this year, uh this one did. Um he's shown to be really good coming off the forward line and taking key marks and helping the team get those uh get those goals and he can also provide pretty good in the midfield with Trelaw and this him leaving the Bulldogs is gonna break up a bromance team him and uh, Adam Trelaw. Uh they've been good mates at the Western Bulldogs and They've shown uh, that they're capable of producing a pro- podcast with um lots of likes of players like Cody Waitman and Stefan Mardin, and it's something that we won't be able to see next year, and it shows an insight into AFL players and their career. But um he's capable of playing in the middle, coming off the forward line to take fundamental marks. It's a great pickup for the Lions, and it will definitely push them far into next year's season. Next is a three-way deal between Geelong, Hawthorne, and Collingwood. This deal, the Pies got Tom Mitchell, the Tom Mitchell deal over the line, but had to give up young gun, Ollie Henry. Geelong gave up Kiva Stevens to Hawthorne, and they got a couple picks as well. Tom Mitchell is a great pickup for the Pies. He can be extremely fundamental as a midfielder. He he gets those dispos- disposals. He's basically played in every situation possible. He's going to show experience and leadership to Collingwood's young team, and it could push us into the grand final. Um, he's He's... Uh, position as a midfielder, getting a lot of position, uh, get lot, getting a lot of disposals, always finding his way around the ball, can definitely help the Pies progress as a team this year. But they, we give up Ollie Henry, who wanted to leave the Pies and was going to do it one way or the other. He, if he didn't get traded, he would have got picked up in the Cats, for the Cats in the pre-season draft. And losing a player like Ollie Henry is probably going to hurt Collingwood. But he couldn't find his way into the team here. He would play very good in the VFL, he'd kick seven goals against teams like Port Melbourne, but then get to the AFL and only maybe kick a goal and go missing a bit. So it's probably not gonna hurt Collingwood a lot, but uh, it's a player that could turn really good but he's probably gonna find himself playing a lot in the VFL Geelong's VFL team. so it's not gonna not gonna help him as a player, but it's gonna could help Geelong if uh, let's say a player gets injured. He's going to provide that versatility and he couldn't get into that Collingwood side because we've got the likes of Majek and Darcy Cameron that just works so well. They find the ball, they find the ball easily. And then you've got small forwards like Jamie Elliott, Bo McCrory, Jack Innovan, who always find their way around the ball. You've also got Ash Johnson in there as well. So he couldn't find his way around the team and form was probably against him. Next, Cooper Stevens hasn't been showed much on the footy field at Geelong, but hopefully his opportunity appears at Hawthorne who... Look to maybe go into a rebuild as they've lost a lot of key players, like Jago Mira and Tom Mitchell. So overall this deal is interesting one, but two teams get benef- get a all teams get a benefit. But um overall great deal. Rory Lobb joins the Western Bulldogs in return for a receiver, second round pick in this year's draft and a future second round pick. Lobb is a great player and he'll be very versatile as he can play as a forward as well. This is where we think the doggies will play him, as he said in an as he said in an interview, that this is where he thinks he's going to be playing. But it's going to boost them to be a very tall side. They've got the likes of Aaron Norden up there, so a player like Rory Lobb and Aaron Norden working together. They're going to be deadly, and hopefully they can bounce back from not the greatest year, but they've made the finals and uh, lost a forty-point uh, lead to Frio at Optus, and it could boost them this year up the ladder and make finals more comfortably. Next, Jago Mira heads to the West and Lloyd Meig Lloyd heads to the Hawks. Jago Mira heads to Fremantle to potentially boost their midfield, and in return, the Hawks receive Lloyd Meig and a couple of picks. Hawthorne lost a lot of key players, and plays in their, um, and seeing how this will work without all these key players like Jago Mira and um, Tom Mitchell. Seeing how their midfield works can be interesting. Um, they've brought in Lloyd Meek and he provides a lot of height into the team and and help them hopefully get them back on their feet. But the likes of Jago Mira playing for Frio, he can provide that link-up play with Andy Brayshaw and it's going to make them even more deadly, hopefully. They can see themselves in the top four next year. So overall, a great trade. Um, Fremantle pick up a great player. on. Hawthorne look to develop uh, with the, a younger side. We are also looking at some A-League results for last week. And it, this was the first round of the season. The grand final rematch between Western United and Melbourne City. Saw last year's runners-up. Melbourne City getting a 2-1 win with a Jay- with Jamie McLaren getting on the scorecard. Uh, a bad day for Western United centre-back Lacroix. Saw him give up an own goal. And also muck up at the back. Which saw Jamie McLaren go 1-1 on with a keeper and slotting an easy goal. We also saw the big big blue derby with Sydney FC and Melbourne victory, which was a very entertaining game to see. We saw the debut of Nanny and Joe Lolly. Nanny is a big class player, played for the likes of Manchester United. And Joe Lolly's um, come in playing for Nottingham Forest last year to see them get promoted to the Premier League. This game went back and forward and eventually saw Josh Berlante sealing the game for victory with them getting the 3-2 win over the Sky Blues. Next, we saw a nil-nil draw between MacArthur and Brisbane. We also saw the F3 derby between Newcastle and Central Coast Mariners get postponed. Um, so we don't know when we'll see that game, but that will be heated as uh, crosstown rivals and uh, and it'll be an interesting game. We also saw Wellington get their first game home for a couple of week, a uh, couple of weeks, no, a couple of years. Uh, they haven't been at Wellington for a long time. They've been playing in Wollongong due to COVID and they They haven't been able to play at their home. Saw them leading 1-0 until the last minute where Adelaide snatched up a goal. Saw the game going 1-1. We also saw the Western Sydney Wanderers getting a 1-0 win over Perth. Um, Also, last night, Jamie McLaren-Brace saw Melbourne City defeating Brisbane and it's going to boost their season. They've got two wins out of two and we'll see if they go next week in the Melbourne Derby against Melbourne Victory. We also saw... Melbourne victory play Western Sydney, which should be a full house, and make sure you tune into the game. Thank you for listening to the In the Stand Show. I'll catch you after the break.
0: Come to Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's. Carrowman Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now.
2: <laughs> it's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. <laughs> Will my kids be proud or think their old man's really
0: a square? 18, 19.
1: is Oceane. I come from Martinia, and you are listening to Radio Carom. <laughs> welcome back to the In the Stand Show, and today we're going to an interview with ex Western United and Oakley Canon star Oscar Dillon, So you'll hear that now.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to the In the Stands Show. Today we are with past Western United player and Oakley star Oscar Dillon. So, Oscar, congratulations on a brilliant season with Oakley. You've won an NPL championship. You're you're an M, uh, you're an AP um you're an Australian Cup semi finalist. So how was your year from a player's perspective? Winning a lot of games, playing a lot of games week 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 out against very high opposition.
2: Yeah, it was a tough year. Um, we played a lot of the games, like you said. I think in the end we played I don't know something like forty something competitive yeah. games. Um, playing Wednesday Saturday most weeks towards the end of the season. But you know you'd rather be in that position than not playing games because it shows what a good team we were and how far we went in all competitions. Um, But, yeah, it was good. We had a good year for the club. The club never won anything before this season. We gave them their first title, gave them their first um, grand final win, the first they went in the cup. Um, So, yeah, it was was a very good year.
0: Did you have a favourite achievement?
2: Um, Yeah, you'd probably have to say we're in the grand final, I think. Yeah. especially because the club had never done that before. Um, you could tell how much it meant to them. But, um, yeah, obviously the the Australia Cup games against the A-League team, the A-League sides are good as well. Yeah. Um, and especially in that MacArthur game, that was pretty cool. Obviously, we went up 1-0 and then we only played our grand final three days prior to that. So mm. it was tough on the body and we, were, you know, I thought we were probably the better side for the first 40 minutes. And then I think MacArthur was just too good after that.
0: Yeah. As a centre back, did you find it difficult one week playing against NPL class strikers? Then the next week you're defending the likes of Adam Lafondra, Joe Lolly, with years upon experience. Um, was it difficult?
2: Yeah, you can just. I, I think not just for me, or just in terms of the game in general. Um, that those boys are just sharper. Yeah. Um, and obviously those foreigner boys, obviously they got the more quality as well. But I'd say in general quality is probably not too much of a difference compared to the aussie boys but they're just a lot sharper a lot fitter a lot probably smarter as well Mm. um but yeah that you can tell they obviously they train full time and i think you can see that when they come up against the npl size more often than not they're the ones winning um obviously you do see the occasional upset but um yeah it is tough
0: yeah was the jump from a semi-professional team like the Gold Coast Knights to a professional A-League team like Western United did it affect you in any way as a player?
2: Yeah, um, it was tough at the time. Um, I was in the I think twenty when I signed at Western. Um, played my, that was my first full season in NPL as well. And you know I got an offer to go down there and trial. I think I played against Victory and someone else. I can't remember who in a trial game and. They signed me on a scholarship deal, and then um, look, I don't think the, I don't think I was meant to play that first year. But I think the week before I got there, Aaron Carwell, the other centre back, broke his foot, and BJ mm-hmm. Hamill, he did his knee or something. So yeah. you know, I flew down earlier, and I think I only trained for ten days, and then I started my first game against the Mariners. So my preparation <laughs> probably wasn't very good, and you know, I hadn't played a game of that like a competitive game since probably the grand final, which was September. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was tough, hundred percent, and I think I survived probably the first few weeks, and then I had a bit of a, a fair bit of a dip in in my form and training and everything like that. It sort of hit yeah. me.
0: Yeah. Do you have any goals for next season? And do you want to step into that professional A League environment again?
2: Well, I've actually left Oakley. Um, yeah. I've I've relocated back home, back to the Gold Coast. Um, I haven't signed here officially yet, but. You know, it's pretty much a done deal, um, but I just want to enjoy my football. Um, I think that's the most important thing and, you know, when you're playing, when you are happy and happy off the field, that's when you sort of play your best field, best stuff on the field. Um, so, yeah. I wouldn't say it's probably in my sights at the moment to get straight back in the A-League or whatever, I'm just sort of enjoying my football and, you know, if that opportunity comes up, I'll, you know, try and take it, but if it doesn't, then I think you can just just crack on with it and get on with it. and. Football changes so quickly, I think. If you yeah, from if you talk to people and you know, they'll tell you how quickly it changes and you know, one minute I wasn't gonna play at Western and then ten days later I was starting. So yeah. and then, you know, six months later I got released to my contract and couldn't get another deal. So yeah. I think it changes so quickly and you just gotta ride the wave.
0: Yeah. Are um, many people compare the different NPL state leagues to each other? Did you uh, see a clear difference between the NPL Victoria and the NPL Queensland?
2: Yeah. So I'd probably say the top four teams up here are as good as anyone down there. Mm. Um, but the overall competitiveness of Melbourne is probably a lot better. The atmosphere of games, you know, the, there's a bit more build up around it. You know, the games are bigger, they mean a bit more, you think. Um, yeah. But in terms of the quality, it's like it's a bit sort of helter-skelter and you know, it's a bit frantic at times and it's a lot of boot and run almost, but it's physical, it's hard, it's a battle all the time. Whereas I think it's up here, it's a bit more laid back and you know, in terms maybe slower in a way, but probably teams probably try and play a bit more. But um, yeah, I think the top four teams up here, as good as any down there, but the overall Melbourne um, competition is, yeah, probably a fair bit stronger.
0: Okay. Thank you, Oscar, for joining us. I much, much pr- uh, appreciate it. Um, see you later. Thank you.
2: Cool. Thanks, mate.
1: Thank you for listening to the In The Sands show. I'll see you next week.
0: Walsh has got it. Twigging around. Do the tackle was a little high. Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite. Gone hopeful. Now Jamari Ugalhagan kicks it long, it's got a lot of carry, that's something extraordinary, it's a high five from Jamari. Glory!